Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Young is discovered that fucking hit her, what we come to win. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Forget this, forget this, forget this, forget this. and welcome you are listening to 48 minutes episode 19 i am one of your hosts alex derrickson and joined exclusively this week by tim daniel alex i don't know what world we live in but right now the charlotte hornets are about to take the court in pinstriped throwback jerseys and life is beautiful how much money have you thrown at your television none yet Yet. yet is the key word there sure um i'm trying to be very responsible because it is the holidays, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to make sure I have, you know, can take care of my fam. Right, with um, Charlotte Hornets throwback gear. Yeah, exactly. For Christmas. So when they, they could be like, I knew you'd hate it, thanks. <laughs> just on the inside of all the Christmas cards, you've just written, Merry Christmas, get stung. <laughs> I just hope that um, for, more teams follow this, because I feel like that, and maybe the Orlando Magic pinstripes are probably the one jerseys that you can modernize in any decade, and they work. That is true, and but the Hornets ones are the only jerseys where you can give a grandma mall jersey to your grandma mall. That is true. Good point. Something you got to consider. You know. Well, well, thank you for that. Oh no, I got you. Just scratch, cross her off the list, <laughs> and just you know, right off to the side in parentheses. Thanks, Alex. I will. Yes, but this is forty-eight minutes. It does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes, head on down to 48minutesnetwork.com where you can check out all the goods and goodies that we have for you to read. Uh, housekeeping, before we get started, new episode of Court Stormers. I'm just going to do this every week. Court Stormers is not on the 48 Minutes feed any longer. You can subscribe to Court Stormers as its own separate show to get me out of your ears on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search Court Stormers, click that subscribe button, and hear that sweet, sweet, smooth jazz of Mike Canizales. And Taylor Bergfeld. That wasn't smooth jazz at all. But I like Taylor, so it's okay. That was like a, was, is he just a slide whistle? Yeah. That's what <laughs> it's, I like. Like, it's like, I'm Mike Canizales, and here with Taylor Bergfeld. All right, well, now that everybody stopped listening... Yeah, I mean, uh, the topics today are not very... Jesus. Yeah. It is It is a slow news week, everybody. Uh, uh, also, I guess just a heads up, don't be surprised if there is not an episode for you next week. Uh, it is It is Thanksgiving here in the good old colonies of the U.S. of A., so we, we may be taking the week off. Uh, it's kind of in flux, but we'll, we'll keep you posted on the Twitter at 48 Minutes Network, 48 Minutes in TWRK. Be sure to follow us while you're there. Uh, yeah, so slow news week, you know, blossoming just earlier before I press this here record button is uh, my my fantasy fantasy dream man Robert Covington got a real night. Not fantasy as in like fantasy <laughs> island, like the plane, the plane, but like fantasy sports. I think I people want... understood what you were saying. I you know just in case like I don't have a poster of like a real oily Robert Covington. <laughs> Just like his head photoshopped on like Hugh Jackman's body. Oh, you no. don't? 
I mean, no, I just have a Hugh Jackman photoshopped on Hugh Jackman's body. I call it Hugh Jackman. But, oh, okay. Uh, just is hammering out the ends of an extension that he's going to sign with Philadelphia at uh, four years and $62 million. Uh, Well-deserved, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he is currently shooting fifty percent from three, <laughs> and uh, he's really shown a lot of improvement. Uh, he's kind of just, <clears throat> excuse me, I think making an early case for most improved player. But uh, I, I like seeing Philadelphia lock down a dude like him to kind of be like, hey, it's you, Simmons, and Embiid, and uh, that seems to be the the three core players that Philadelphia is going with in the future. Did you forget about Markel Fultz already? For now, okay. I'm just making. Sure. I mean, he's he's on a rookie deal. They're not going to extend him. It's it's. You're oh, start- I see what you're saying. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're starting to ben see. Ben Simmons is on a rookie deal. What are you saying? Simmons is going to get extended. Yeah, he will. Simmons is still technically a rookie. <laughs> I know. You know, and and I think it's a situation where Covington's been in the league, you know, for a minute or two, uh, and. You, when it gets to deals like this, you know, you've got like your Rashad Holmes and things like that too. You're going to start seeing who Philadelphia views as more and less expendable. And I think this is the first step in them being like, no, this is a dude we're keeping around, you know, now for, uh, for four years. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. Um, I love Rocco. I talked, you know, we've talked about him quite a bit on the show. Uh, I was also very mad you got him in our fancy basketball draft because I really wanted him, but. You know, it happens. He wasn't going to be there if I didn't draft him right there. Right. Exactly. But I I think you're more mad that I I double burned you and I did him and Capella back to back. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely was not nice of you, but I let it slide. Oh, when you Um, draft last, you draft first. Right, And then you don't draft for two rounds. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be be fixed for for our Dynasty draft for the next years going forward. Sure. But, um... I, uh, I, I, it's obviously, like I said, it's a good move. It's them keeping their core group together. It goes back to what I said with Embiid when they signed his deal in that I really like that they're keeping him around. Um, I like that they're keeping this group together and they're trying to build with this. So now they're going to have some puzzle pieces together. And like every year, you're going to have those one-year deal guys. You're going to have to move around. Um, this is going to make those one-year guys very easy to fit into that giant puzzle that is the Sixers. Sure, and, and I, it gives them... I don't want to say more room for error, mm-hmm. but because it tighten it tightens the revolving door in the lineup and everything, and obviously they're still looking to move like your Jaleel Okafor, uh, who just I'm pretty sure starts the rumors himself. But uh, he definitely it's does, a situation yeah. where where Cleveland or not Jesus Christ Philadelphia, they're one of the youngest teams, if not the youngest team in the league. Uh, Probably the brightest future, I think, in the NBA, uh, and I think it's good for them to hopefully avoid a situation that you're going to see with like Golden State soon, where you know you've homegrown a lineup for the most part, but those contracts and those players have developed, and those deals have become, you know, undervalued in terms of the players' eyes, overvalued in the front office, and so I think to try and get ahead of the storm and pull almost a Major League Baseball kind of move, where it's like, hey, we've got these young guys that are good, let's sign them to an extension now that's better than where they are, but, you know, on paper and ostensibly, you know, it's the contract could still be a value. You know, Robert Covington could still, you know, be worth more than what he's making three years from now. Absolutely. It's the right move. Brian Colangelo and the quote-unquote process has worked, you know, everything they've wanted so far. So, 
Um, we got a little, you know, now let's see what happens moving forward. Once they get uh, Fultz back, they're obviously playing really well right now. They've been on fire, and they've got the Lakers tonight as we are recording this. So by the time this is up, they will have played the Lakers. I don't know why we always do that. It's just, you know, moment in time, I guess. It's, it's, it's but, just how it goes. Um, we, we, can't, we cannot hold ourselves up for these West Coast games being East Coasties. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Lakers. I, I, I love you, and I love Sean, but I'm not staying up till you know, no, no midnight 1 a.m. on a Wednesday. I to... normally watch about the first couple quarters if it's a West Coast matchup I gotta see. Like, I stayed up a little bit and watched the Sixers and the Warriors the other night, and then I didn't make it too long. I don't even think I could make it through, like, the 8.30 game at this point. Man. Like, the 8 o'clock game. Like, it would be like a, oh, well, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good run, everybody. <laughs> I hear you, dude. I hear you. I'm going to go take a nap for a year. <laughs> uh, but no, congratulations to Robert Covington on the extension. Uh, Well-deserved. Keep keep it up. Buddy. Dude, I gotta tell you, if you're not watching Espen right now, flip it on. These jerseys are beautiful. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. <laughs> With uh, We're going to watch LeBron go 24-0 on, uh, on Kimba. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I, I can't turn on Espen because I don't have cable. I'm a, I'm a dirty cord cutter. Oh, that's right. You are. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big, big sloppy cord cutter. Well, I'm sure images will be up tomorrow anyway, so you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll just find some sort of stream on it somewhere. I don't know. Whatever. Shh. Right. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, on from there. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about, uh, a couple weeks ago, you and Sean actually talked about the whole uh, LeBron and possibly having, you know, some situational issues in Cleveland via uh, Arthur meme. <laughs> and Cleveland has, in part, gotten it together. Yeah. I mean, they're less injured, which is good. Uh-huh. Uh, they're playing, you know, better better basketball in, in some instances. But, uh, so, LeBron over the course of, of the last, like, maybe eight days, has shit-talked the Knicks organization, specifically taking shots at Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, mentioning that the Knicks should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr., which I agree with. Which we all said on draft night we for many teams. <laughs> for quite a you few know, teams. And it's working that. out for Dallas, and that's good. But, uh... Not that, yeah, and, and that's what he said. He's like, it's not that it's anything against Nikina either. Right, right, and, and so they, they drafted Nenekina. Uh LeBron said they should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, just because of, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is awesome. Yep. But uh, not to take any way, anything away from, from the franchise, the French chise, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, so it drew the ire of Enos Cantor, <laughs> as most things apparently do. <laughs> and Enos Cantor has declared his new team family. Uh, there was a bit of a scuffle. Between uh, Ninakina, LeBron, and then Enos Cantor stepping in. But but I guess where I'm going with this is it was Channing Fry and Isaiah Thomas. And was there a third player? Uh, was, no, there was, multi- there was more than that. It was Oh, okay. It was Channing Fry Because LeBron, the story is LeBron, after the Celtics won their ninth straight, he posted a picture of Arthur's clenched fist. Yes. And when someone asked him about it, he said, what's the big deal? I like Arthur because... As all American <laughs> and non-American men and women should. Exactly. And so then, after the Knicks were starting to talk their mess, 
and try to get and try to get in LeBron's face and like do their thing, which don't poke the bear. Has anyone learned this yet? You don't poke the bear. You don't talk on Superman's cape and you Ex- don't mess around with Jim Croce. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so it was um Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, Channing Fry, and Jeff Green. And the funny part about it all is this Cavalier's own Twitter account got involved at the I mean got involved after all they did there. It's, oh god. Because I, I love NBA petty social media. It's the yes. best thing in the world. It is at least top <laughs> eleven. <laughs> and um ooh, he just stood out and dumped too. But um I think what was the best part was if you follow along, so I think Isaiah was the first one to post and he put mood and had a picture of Arthur. And then everyone that followed had a hashtag that like listed the players that did it before them and it kept getting bigger and bigger. So Jesus. I was already kind of on the hence of becoming a, a Cavaliers fan full time. No, this did it. You don't say <laughs> this did it, man. Cause this team's so likable as far as personality wise, you know, like, um, I love, you know, I've talked for years how much I love road tripping. Um, and like hearing all those guys talking the podcast, it's been a lot of fun. So this just made them even more fun to me. Well, and, and as they say, you know, every day when you're walking down the street, and everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind I'm not I could do the whole Arthur theme right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subject you or I was gonna see to how that. far you were gonna go and I was pretty impressed. I, I could go the whole thing. I still know the whole thing by heart. That is that is neither here nor there though, because this is not an Arthur podcast, contrary to what the title of this episode is probably gonna <laughs> Are you end sure? up being. But, uh, Are we doing a basketball show tonight? I don't know. No, barely. <laughs> Just fucking barely. It, it, I feel like if like any combination of me and either you and Sean, or any combination of you and Sean, if I'm in the mix, it becomes less and less about basketball. <laughs> but uh, pretty soon yeah, we'll be so talking about the... how Caribbean Queen's the greatest '80s pop song of all time. Well, <laughs> no. Why not? I disagree. <laughs> But between the Atlantic and the Pacific, Billy is my third favorite ocean. But uh, I, I, I like seeing that camaraderie amongst Cleveland and just the fact that, you know, it is petty and it is dumb. But we talked about it, I think, on an earlier episode where players, and I mean, you see it with a lot of celebrities and stuff like that too, they like trolling the people that follow them. I think when, oh, you, for have, sure. when you have the eyes of millions of people just at the ready... You can post anything. Like, okay, so it's the same as, like, if LeBron posted a photo of his number six Heat jersey at the end of the season. Which I would not put past him. Right. And that could mean anything, but he knows what he's doing. And I I like seeing if, like, he does something like that, it can draw the attention of the media where the media is like, so about that Arthur meme you posted online because the world's ending and that's what makes news. And so for the rest of the team to be like, here's a bunch of Arthur memes. It's just like, they all know what they're doing and they're having fun and it's good to see. But, uh, I think, uh, that, that was just a fun day in general for them. Um, obviously the crazy comeback at the garden where LeBron had another one of his garden performances. Like, I feel like he has one of those performances at the Garden yearly where it's just like, what are you going to do? You know? His annual Reggie Millering. Yes, exactly. And then there's, of course, there's the subway story earlier in the day when he's filming the team on the subway because they'd never taken it. And he puts it on the guy who's sitting next to him. And the guy's like, can you not film me? Not realizing <laughs> who it is that's filming him. <laughs> that's just New York, I think. 
but uh, he was a stand-up comedian, so he said he's writing a joke about it, but he hasn't put it together yet. Nice. Uh, if he wasn't a stand-up comedian, he is now, and now he's that guy. But uh, yeah, so I mean, in terms of, of the whole little argument thing, you know, Enos Cantor's his, his going to stand up for his teammates or whatever. I appreciate seeing uh, the franchise not step down. From LeBron, and just yeah. kind of, you know, still bump into him, and, you know, not really, like, to be re- as nonplussed as he was about LeBron kind of, like, making a making a big to-do out of something. But Especially uh, being 19 years old, having the balls to do that. Yeah, I mean, those those European basketball players, they ain't, they ain't nothing to fuck with. No, dude, not at all. But can no. we talk about Enos Cantor here for a second while we're doing it? Because I know you've kind of touched on it a little bit. and Sure, and I, Thanksgiving's coming up, so we all love turkey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know what it is about him, and I think, you know, LeBron made the point, he's always got something to say, and I will always appreciate he stood up for his teammates, but he has to know everything he says, there's going to be a rebuttal, and the two guys that he's tried to poke at the most now are Kevin Durant and LeBron James, who also happen to be the two best players in the world in some people's opinions. Sure. So... I mean, go big or go home, right? I guess so. I mean, it's not like he, I mean, he must have really put a lot of stuff together that year he was sitting out of Kentucky. <laughs> just sitting there making a list of people that are inevitably going to make him angry. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. I think he's just, he's trying to be, you know, that locker room leader, to be that player that has, you know, his team's back and things like that. And dude kind of got hosed, you know? Oh, for sure. Making, making the comments like, Oklahoma City's family, you don't talk bad about my family. And they're like, you're gone. <laughs> For Carmelo. Uh, who got host more, him or Isaiah Thomas, you think? Uh, yes. Yeah, I hear you. I, I think long-term, probably Cantor. Because I don't know how long Cantor is in New York. Whereas I think Isaiah Thomas could at least be a viable piece for Cleveland if LeBron stays or leaves. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, I, feel, I mean, I felt bad for Cantor because, like, sure, Isaiah recruited you know, Gordon and everything like that, and that kind of situation's no good for anybody, but from Cantor's perspective, to, like, publicly be like, yeah, like, I'm, I love Oklahoma, you don't leave your family, this team's family, I love my family, I'm in New York now. <laughs> like, that is, that is an unfortunate string of circumstances. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what's not unfortunate? What's that? These Charlotte Hornet jerseys? Jesus Christ, this again. It's Jamal Mashburn all over again, Alex. Oh my god, this is the new thing. Of course it is, it's the Hornets. <laughs> did he play for the Hornets? I don't remember. Yeah, he did, he was an all-star okay. for the Hornets. Okay, I get He's it. on the all-time Pelicans team on 2K. <laughs> That's a conversation for another time. Let's talk something else, speaking of 2K. Sure, yes. Uh, speaking of 2K, so this is this has been brewing since February here. I've got a series of, of articles I'm going to gonna cite. But uh, back in February, it was announced the NBA is partnering with 2K Sports and Take-Two Interactive, uh, the parent company of 2K, to be the first in the four, of the four major American sports organizations. That's your ML, NBA, your MLB, your NFL, your NHL. Uh, the NBA will be the first to partner with any uh, sort of esports league. So the NBA is creating their own e-league, or esports league, called the NBA 2K e-league. Uh, they're partnering directly with Take-Two. And uh, so Adam Silver was quoted, The large part of my mission is to grow the game of basketball, Silver told the Associated Press. 
there's no going there's eh, there's going to be an opportunity for the first of a kind league to attract a group of gamers who might be playing some other game. Now they can say, quote, maybe I couldn't play for the Knicks, but I didn't have the physical prowess to compete at that level. But I do have the mental and physical prowess to compete as an e-gamer <clears throat> for the e-Knicks. Uh <clears throat> Excuse me. The 2K E League is scheduled to debut in May of 2018. Currently, 17 NBA teams have signed up for it. They are. This was released May 4th. <clears throat> the 17 teams that are currently signed up are the Celtics, the Cavs, the Mavericks, the Pistons, the Warriors, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, Nick, Knicks, Magic, Sixers, the Blazers, Kings, Raptors, Jazz, and Wizards. Uh, so <clears throat> the NBA will be running the league, but the teams themselves will actually own, uh, as per my understanding, the teams themselves will, will be their own leagues. They're going to be doing tryouts in March as a sort of pre-draft combine. So the interesting thing about this, though, is is not only does it drum up the argument now that a major sports organization like the NBA is starting their own esports league, which makes a absolute shit ton of money uh the successful ones your dotas and your league of legends leagues and stuff like that that is that is a cash cow waiting to happen i think especially for the nba if everything works but uh if you want if you're raising the argument of like oh someone could just pick the Cavs or pick the warriors and run with it so this is an article uh it's nba.com slash magic uh it's part of the pure magic Let's see here. It's a NBA 2K League Exciting Opportunities for Gamers Across Globe. It's written by Josh Cohen. It was published October 11th of this year. So it kind of breaks down the the methodology of how these teams are going to be formed and everything. So it says, uh, Tryouts, almost like a pre-draft combine, will take place in February. The draft will occur in March, and the inaugural season will tip off in May. Each team will select five players. They will live in the city where the team is based, and they, collectively, will compete at one or two central locations in head-to-head games and tournaments throughout the season in five-on-five matchups. What you won't see is in this competition are the electronic versions of LeBron James, Steph Curry, or any current or former NBA player. That is because each individual player will have their own avatar. Artificial intelligence will be excluded, and playing ability will be strictly determined by skill. Brendan Donahue, the managing director responsible for overseeing the NBA 2K League, is excited about what's ahead of the participating NBA franchises and the millions of esports gamers and fans across the globe, saying, quote, We know that our NBA team's two-thirds of their social media followers are outside of the U.S., so this gives all of our 17 teams a chance to engage with these fans in a new way. He continues, We have 1.6 million players playing M- NBA 2K every single day. We know that we have millions of NBA fans, and we know they are more likely to play video games than other fans, and more likely to engage in esports than other fans. End quote. Uh, and it kind of goes into the history about 2K being published in '99, and then uh, let's see. Donahue continues. Over the last 10 years, 2K sales have gone up by roughly 8 million, which is astounding. It's been gradual, having. Having now spent a lot of time in 2K developmental folks, they are incredibly innovative, and as far as really joining part of our DNA for 2K and us in making innovation a big priority. So while the NBA is expected to have 17 teams involved for the first season, the belief is that more and more teams will hop aboard in the future. So 
they're even seeing this as an opportunity for cities with non-NBA clubs to expand and even cities outside of the U.S., so making it an actual global thing. Uh, Donahue mentioned this is a global entity. We have a very strong appetite for fans outside of the U.S. that are interested in 2K, so we see more opportunities down the road to expand. Uh, the audience for esports, this is also Saul still part of the same article from the Magic. Uh, the audience for esports is expected to reach 385 million by the end of 2017, with half being devoted enthusiasts. The newly formed league has encouraged many of them to intensify their training with hopes of getting drafted and fulfilling a dream. So, that's kind of that. Uh, they're looking for the best 85 players on the planet. So, 17 teams run by 17 individual NBA organizations uh, will draft five players. Those five players will play as themselves, uh, basically. There won't be any artificial intelligence turned on, so the playing field will be balanced in terms of just focusing entirely on those people's ability. So, with this... Adam Silver, I, I mentioned uh, in a text with you guys earlier about his progressive umbrella and, and expanding and wanting to expand the league and like what NBA means to to fans and everything. So really being the first of the big four to partner with an esports league, I, I think it adds legitimacy to esports, but it's going to drum up that inevitable argument that video games aren't a sport. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about this because... I know 2K, and Sean's not here, that's a shame, because like 2K or like is like the game that the two of you play almost exclusively every single year. And I'm going to try and get something up um, on the site about esports as a whole with the NBA's partnership and stuff like that, hopefully sometime, probably next week. I'm not sure. Uh, depends if we do an episode or not. But so how do you feel about this, the NBA's partnership with, with you know 2K and esports? you think it's a good move, uh, prosperous, Anything like that. Just your take on the whole thing. Because this is a very different thing we, we've not seen before. It is. It's awesome, man. I think it's great. Um, I think it shows, one, how much Adam Silver is furthering the fan base of the NBA. Um, I think, you know, amongst the four commissioners, I think he is the best. Hands, um, yeah, hands yeah, down. It's not close. And so I think this is a neat thing for sure. Uh, this is a way that we could really kind of continue to further basketball for the world. And even with only 17 teams involved, I think that this is great. I think this is exciting. Um, 2K has become such a huge part of the basketball pop, but the basketball culture. And it's a sales phenomenon too. Exactly. Like, you'll see it. I mean, base. I mean, yeah, it tapers off, you know, towards the end of the playoffs and everything. But NBA 2K, if you look at like NPD sales numbers, you know, month over month, it is usually in the top 10 for best-selling game for each month. Yeah, and that doesn't ever really... It's not really going to change either, and that's the cool thing. So, I'm all for it. I think it's going to be a neat thing. I can't wait to see how to follow along with it and see what more uh, things it brings to the table, how things are scored, how these players are skilled. But uh, I'm just kind of mad that I'm never going to be one of those top 85 players, you know? Because I have a job, and... You never know. <laughs> I've got things to do in my life. You get real good with that shot stick. <laughs> just start, start, you know, just knocking the right stick around every now and then. Do some crazy crossovers by accident. You might win. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, I mean, I can confidently say I'm never going to be one of the 85 because oh, I got dude. burnt out in that game in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, like I've been lately. I've been like going on um, Operation Sports and just finding different sliders to play the games with because I feel like like the 50-50 or everything across is just maddening. And sure. it's so, like, some games you're like, I'll try this slider, you win by 20. Other games you're like, I'll try this slider, you lose by 40. That's fair. That's good. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'll ask you this because I, I know you and and Sean aren't like as deep in the weeds of games as, as much as I am or anything like that. But uh, do you does this legitimize games to you as a sport? Did you always kind of view them this way? Like, how, what is your take on on that? Now that it kind of has like a professional sports organization's blessing. I've always thought of it as that because you can get a college scholarship for being really good at video games. So that to me tells me if it could be a profession or not. So I, I think it's really neat, and I'm really excited for what it brings, man. Yeah, so keep your eyes open for that. That'll be kicking off here in a couple months. Uh, like I said, the the tryouts will be in February. So if you're interested and you want to find out if you're one of the 85 best, this would be a very good avenue for, for you to go down. Uh, I, I think it's a really cool move. Uh, time will tell on its success or not. But I, I think the A partnered with the right game. Right. I, I do think, I think down the line, you could definitely draw more casual fans in. Yeah, this definitely couldn't work for Madden. I don't, I don't think, dude, they, the Madden tournaments every year are real weird. Oh, they're terrible. They do those at like E3 and everything, and I, I've watched a few of them, and they're very strange. Uh, but I, I think, there, I think there's going to be a, a level of professionalism to this too, especially as it's kind of getting balanced out uh, with, you know, NBA sponsoring. It's not like an EA run thing. It's not a Take Two Interactive run thing. Take Two Interactive is partnering with the biggest basketball, you know, conglomerate in the world. Yeah, and I, I think it's it, it's an interesting way to possibly sway casuals because there's people that you know will just watch esports because that's what they like. So it's an opportunity to get more eyes on the league and more eyes on the product and it really could help someone understand basketball if they're like, oh, I've wanted to get into it. Like, I would sit them down with, like, a 2K game. For sure. This is going to be a really long way for you to get used to it. Uh, No word on how the games are going to get played. They're still trying to figure that out. They're still trying to figure out kind of, like, how the pre-draft process is going to work. But uh, IGN will live stream the draft. They could. Dude, I mean, that would be be a bad idea. But I, you know, they're going to partner with like Twitch mm-hmm. or or YouTube more than likely Twitch. But uh, I, I think it's a really, really great opportunity for the NBA. I think it's a it's a smart move. I think it's a forward thinking move. Uh, I'm excited, and it, it'll be something because like I'll watch like the Rocket League tournament every year. I'll watch a couple games or whatever because it's exciting. Like it's really fun to watch. It's super exciting for everyone that's just like, ooh, they're just pressing buttons with their thumbs. It's like, okay, well, you fucking try it. Looking at but... you, Paul Tagliabue. <laughs> you were waiting for that jab, weren't you, Tim? Oh, God, he's the worst. I know. Actually, but, Roger you know. Goodell's the worst. He's the I was gonna worst. say. I was going to say, at least under Tagliabue, we got the NFL Street games. Yeah. They didn't get turned into NFL Tour. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so props to the NBA. Always, I'm always down to give love to Adam Silver. For sure, I, I man. Think it's a it's a really it's a it's a good I think forward thinking move because if it fails, it's not going to be a huge loss. But I don't think it could fail with the amount of people that buy and play 2K games or just NBA 2K concurrently. For them to have what was the what was the number of players they have concurrent users again? Uh, 1.6 million players every single day. It's insane, man. Yeah, that is is an absurd number of people playing a basketball game. But, yeah, uh, I kind of wanted to touch on that with with esports and the NBA because I think it's an exciting partnership. 
and hopefully brings validity to to something that I, I think it's going to get more eyes on both products. Without a doubt, I think it's yeah. just going to be a really cool thing. It's a great partnership, and like we said, like we've said a couple times already, um, this is Adam Silver's forward thinking that no one else is catching up to. So props to him. Yeah. So, uh, well, we got we got we got we got a little, a little extras here to talk about, man. All right. I feel All right, like let's... ever since we like doomed the Boston Celtics, like they're just like, haha, f you, forty eight minutes. Did, I I did not doom the Boston <laughs> Celtics. I said they'd finish third. But, dude, okay. So as you know, as we've said, you know, me borderline full time Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Sure. Um, I am so back and forth on it. On this, hear me out. The beautifulness of Kyrie Irving with a basketball in his hand. It's just, there's nothing like it. I think he's one of the best offensive players I've ever seen in my life. Damn. Um, okay. But it's also the fact he's not doing it for the team that I've really fallen in love with. Sure. So, like, but I'm, I'm stoked for him. He got what he wanted, you know. And he has taken that ball and he has run with it. And everything they've gone through with losing Hayward. Ever since he told some fan in Philly to SSD, they've been unstoppable. <laughs> 13 straight wins as of this recording. Yeah. Uh Currently sitting pretty at thirteen and two. Yeah, uh, I, I know there was. I, I don't know who tweeted it. This was, I think, maybe after win number ten. Uh, they asked, I think, other GMs like, "Hey, like, what's been the biggest contributor for the Celtics' success? You know, over this win streak?" And they said every single answer was Brad. He's unreal. This is why I said he was going to be coach of the year. Yeah, dude, he's great. No, albeit I didn't think they were going to lose their best player. And then win sure. twelve in a row, but you know, right? No, I mean they're they're they're. It's one of those things where we're also looking at a rare instance where Golden State, uh, I think tonight is playing a team with a better record than them. Uh, which I don't know the last time that's actually happened where the Warriors have played where the Warriors record wise have been the underdog heading into a matchup, but uh, I think no, I think that game's tomorrow. Yes, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, so Thursday. Yeah. So by the, by the time you hear this, it will have happened. Probably, it will have had happened, or will be currently happening. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're playing out of their mind, and I think Kyrie is doing exactly what he set out to do by requesting a trade. Yeah, and then not only that, um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when you weren't here when it was Sean and I. Jason I Tatum has looked all the part. Everything oh you heard about him going into the draft is true. I feel so dumb saying he not like picking him for rookie of the year. Well, Ben Simmons. Yeah, but come on, man. Like Jason Tatum, the the argument the argument I would make for Jason Tatum is that he's a rookie playing on a 13 and 2 team that was the defending number 1 seed and Eastern Conference finalist runner up. Rookies don't typically get that room to succeed. True, but to further your point, it's very rare rookies draft in a top five to a team that played in their conference championship either. Also very true. Yeah. James Worthy and Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's just a... T- Tatum obviously is playing with, you know, a level of far more successful players. Well, he is, yeah. Um, and I, But also, at the same time, though, just to give it up to Brad Stevens again... That was a huge roster reset heading yes. into the season, and then to lose like the key player, like the, the key piece in your Jenga tower, 
and for it to still be standing, and if not standing stronger, you know, we'll never know, obviously, this season. But, yeah, it's unreal what Boston's doing right now. It's good for them. Um, LeBron made this point the other day, and I 100% agree with him. It kind of goes to that, like, you know how college football is better when Notre Dame, Miami, Alabama, and Oklahoma are all good? The, yeah. the NBA is a lot better when the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Lakers are very good basketball teams. It is because it's large markets, and I, I get that. I I wish there was still more balance in the league. I do too. I, I wish that you know your mid market teams like your you know Oklahoma's, uh, your New Orleans's, uh, your Utah's, and th- I guess Utah's probably more small market, but like the NBA, I still think needs to be has a balance issue. Yeah, they uh, do. And the NBA will be at its best when all 16 teams in the playoffs have winning records that are beyond 42 and 40. Yeah, I completely Uh, agree with that. I I still think it has work to do. Yes, it is better when the Celtics and the Knicks and the Bulls and the Lakers are all, you know, their, their storied franchises are all playing, you know, top ball and everything like that. But you still have to have your your San Antonio's, you know, look at what Houston's doing right now. Uh, Those teams that aren't, you know, the three or four biggest cities in the fucking world uh, succeeding at at their game. You know, the NBA needs far better balance still. But yes, it is a better game when those four or five teams are are winning. But it's an even better game when the mid-markets are also succeeding as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I'm glad you brought the Pelicans because they were going to bring but be my impress this week. Actually, if we were going to do that, ah yes. Um, I I have wa- I watched a couple games because you know League Pass is wonderful, and we obviously knew what we were going to get from Boogie and Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday has been really good for them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I really honestly believe that if Dell Demps can get them a wing, that they're going to be a really good team. Hey, Anthony Davis, I'm not backing down from my MVP pick for him, no matter what Giannis is doing. <laughs> I have to just, I just have to ignore You gotta ride it Giannis. out, man. Just gotta, yep, I gotta ride that, that vomit train. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the Pelicans are, are definitely a team that's just like the right player away. I don't want to just say a player away, you know, but... Uh, yeah, I know who you are. Let's let's let's. I'll let you start. You're already kicking it off. You're, you're impressed with the Pelicans. Yeah. Just let's just keep running with this. What's, right. uh, what's what's got you down? What's got me down in the NBA? Certainly not the Knicks because they are much better than I thought they'd be offensively at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I expected so much more from the Miami Heat. I know they're six and seven. I know the season's early, but the few the few times I've gotten to watch them play, they have not been impressive. Um, I know as I'm saying this, of course, they're definitely like. They're getting beat by 12 to the Wizards, and John Wall's having one of his crazy John Wall games, albeit. But sure. I just, I expected Miami to be that three or four in the East. But that's a more of a sentiment to what, how good the East is getting. Not there, getting. Right. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I think I kind of expected a little bit more out of Miami. Uh, really just not not showing the, the same, god damn it, fire that they had in the second half of last year. Uh, I was like, what's the, oh. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I they were definitely a team I was kind of hoping more out of, you know, this early on. We're not even 20 games in yet. You know, we're, we're 13, 14 sure, on yeah. those teams. 
15 if you're Phoenix. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, impressed. Detroit. Dude, Andre Drummond's Just, a man on a mission this year. Dude, best center in the East? Uh, Yeah. And, like, right yeah. now, honestly, I'm not just saying this because it's the Hornets. Dwight might be in the top three right now with how he's playing. Sure, and he's at least the most excited wrestling fan in the NBA. <laughs> yes, he is. I don't, know if, yeah, I don't know if you saw the clips from uh, from SmackDown. <laughs> I did. Good lord. That dude's a bad, that, that, wow. Like, I thought I would freak out if they were like, you're going to sit at ringside in the front room. We're going to put the camera on you. I mean, you... I would have had my shirt off and slapped my belly like the Caucasian Kamala that I am. I've seen you but, do that before. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fun. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Detroit is 10-3 and three currently. I I would have never told, I would have never guessed that. If, if someone were to come up to me and be like, hey, November 15th, Detroit's going to be 10-3, and three, I'd be like, get the fuck out. Like, absolutely not. I would have said Cleveland, sure, but for, for Cleveland to be three and a half games back from Detroit right now is absolutely absurd. Uh, in terms of depressed, uh, I don't want to like steal one from you, but I'm still not like blown away by Alonzo Ball. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, again, young, it's early, he can still get his bearings about him. We've Everyone has talked mad shit about some highly touted prospect 15 games into their first season and have shut up and by the end of it did the Homer Simpson into the bushes gif, you know, about their opinion and come back out, you know, on the other end of it. But yeah, just right now, I mean, I like watching him pass. I'm more impressed with Kuzma. I think I'm impressed with Kuzma because of Lonzo, in a way. Yes. But just right now... The, the flash and the frills, just not not seeing it. I'm not I'm not seeing what, what the hype is about entirely. Yes, youngest player to have a triple-double. I get it. That's fine. Dennis Smith Jr.'s still got a chance. So does Deer but, Fox, yes. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Lonzo, I'm sure we'll get it together. Like I said, we're 15 games in. But just right now... Uh, it's kind of. I think he's. I think everybody is hoping that he is the bust that a lot of people are hoping that he'd be. I don't think it's there. I think he'll still get his shit together, but I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. It is early, but currently not that blown away with Alonzo Ball. Yeah, I think it's gonna take some time, man. That's like you know, that's a bad team too. So that doesn't. It's help. a bad team and point guard. That is. It's it's the same deal as I mean you're basically drafting a rookie quarterback. Oh, for sure. Except out of his freshman year of college. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. It's just it's so hard, man. You see a lot of guys like you know, Wall's a prime example of a guy that really didn't click till his third or fourth year and look what he does now. Right. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's gonna be Damian Lillard right off the bat. Kyrie too, for God's sakes. I I, I would love for everyone to be Damian Lillard. Yeah, me too, man. Maybe play but, a little better defense, but no, that's what he's got everybody else for. <laughs> that's right. All right, that's the other team's job. Uh, well, before we wrap up, Tim, I'm going to check in with you one last time. Is there anything else you would love to add to this episode? Charlotte Hornets jerseys. Tim? <laughs> they're you, they're you, so... You, you, you did it again. Dude, okay. You know, you know... I've been begging for that for years. 
I know. I know. How, so is it nice to like kind of get like you know like a, you know double your pleasure there with the Jumpman logo too? That definitely doesn't hurt. What's also nice is the fact that the Hornets are playing right now wearing those jerseys, and there's guys wearing one and two. Jeez, oh, just does not stop with you. Buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. Right, right. That nostalgia train on Space Jam's 21st birthday. Oh, we didn't even mention that, man. Because we mentioned it last year. Well, we had a. Oh. We we don't need to annually revisit how old we're getting. <laughs> no, no, but we do need to annually talk about Space Jam. <sighs> One of these days, we will do an annual <laughs> Space Jam cast. All right. But until then, this has been 48 minutes, episode 19. It's apparently a podcast we do that is about basketball, but sometimes talks about video games and Arthur. But if you like that, you can subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice. If your podcast service of choice is iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, the episodes come to you each and every week. And if you like what you hear, you can go to 48minutesnetwork.com, check out all of our latest episodes, all of our oldest episodes, all of the Court Stormers, which is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And just be sure to keep your eyes out for any new articles, any new episodes. Subscribe. Never miss a thing. Follow us on Twitter at 48MinutesNetworkNTWRK. Facebook is facebook.com slash 48MinutesNetwork or 48MinutesNBAPodcast. Or on Instagram, which is not written down. But you can email us and join in our conversations at... 48 minutes podcast all spelled out at gmail.com if you ever have any questions or contributions we would love to hear from you until next week thank you tim heel hayward and good night <laughs>